Hello everyone, I'm Wendy Graves, bringing you another episode of our Wise Wednesdays podcast. And today we have an amazing guest, Nikki Beckler. She is the Assistant Director of Operations for Western Canada at Pattison Sign Group. So welcome, Nikki B. That's what I'm calling you. <laughs> Thanks, Wendy. It's great to be here. Thank you. Absolutely. And obviously your title is Western Canada. I'm currently in Chicago. I'm not even in my hometown. So uh, we're, we're kind of closer. I'm closer to you now, I think, than I was in Kentucky. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> So let's um, just learn a little bit about Nikki B. So tell me about you, what you like to do outside of the sign world, family, dogs, cats, lizards, whatever you got. <laughs> All right. Um, well, I live in a beautiful place called Summerland, BC. It's in the Okanagan. Um, and so we have, we have orchards and wineries and we have distilleries and breweries. It's a very alcohol focused area um, and um, I live here with uh, my wife and we have uh, we have kids and we have grandkids um, but we we share our house with our little dog Yogi and um, yeah and we like to uh, hiking because it's a beautiful beautiful spot um, when we could travel nice and freely we like to travel uh, and then I liked I like sports so I'm a, I'm a hockey fan um, go Edmonton Oilers right now and uh, <laughs> and um, and um, I play some slow pitch and I'm I'm pretty active in our community with uh, with our LGBTQ uh, uh, community and um, um yeah we're pretty family focused out here nice nice yeah that's um it sounds beautiful and it's actually funny that you said it's very alcohol friendly because I feel like that's a common thread in the sign industry <laughs> most people need drinks after work <laughs> that's true it's true and and here we can go from you know, it's a, we have a brewery district, so we can go to the district and then wineries, we've got wine tours and yeah, it's, it's, it's fun. It's fun. And we're, we're tourists. We're tourist place. Penticton, which is the, the biggest city, right? Which is where Pattison, that's how I got started with the sign industry was Pattison and Penticton. It's a city between two lakes. So um, it's got Lake Okanagan, which is a huge, big lake that goes all the way to Kelowna um, and past to Vernon. And then we have Skaha Lake on the south. And um, yeah, it's gorgeous in the summer. Yeah. Wow. Yes. Well, I'll have to. I have not been to Canada, but it is on my bucket list. So I'll have to come look you up. <laughs> yes. Yes, you must come. So let's talk about your um, current role um, with Pattison Sign Group and how long you've been there and just kind of start the whole history of Nikki B and Signs. All right. Well, um, I actually was just promoted. I am now the director of operations for Western Canada. I don't assist anybody. <laughs> which, <laughs> um, and uh, so I, I work remotely and I got started, as I said, in Penticton. I was just looking for a job. So this is, I think it's a fun story. Um, I just, I needed, I needed a job. I was in between, I just sold a house. The big thing, I was just, I was looking for work. I just moved to the Okanagan. It was not easy to find a job here. Um, everybody wants to be in the Okanagan. So there's not, there's not a lot of jobs. Um, and then I saw an ad in the newspaper. So this was in August, it'll be 15 years ago. Uh, and 
uh, it said resources assistant and I didn't know what that meant, but I went to the interview. Um, Rick Tompkins, who interviewed me, I uh, said, well, you're never gonna look at a sign the same way again, ever. And then he took me into the plant and I was like, oh my God, like who knew that this was happening back here? And um, I had never been exposed to manufacturing. So it was really, it was exciting. And so I started photocopying data entry. That's what I did. And then there, a role came up in estimation. So to anyone just starting, if you can get with the estimators and have access to a shop, you're gonna learn so much in, in a shorter period of time than a lot of people um, take to learn signs. And um, so estimation, and then I, I really found my footing in project management and that's, I really, I really, you know, shined there. And then we, we had some, we had some adversity at our, at our place. We had some restructuring um, and I ended up uh, being able to, um, I, I got to stay. I wasn't restructured out of the company. And I, I, I think the company saw my worth and I worked harder, um, but it was, it was hard. Uh, but then they closed the plant. So the restructuring was just originally the project managers. They centralized project management and finance uh, to Toronto and then um, so I was, I was just project managing, but then the, uh, the plant closed too. Um, and so I had to reinvent myself basically. And so I reinvented myself by, uh, becoming the subcontract manager. So out West, we don't have a plant that we build. We're, we're, we're reliant on our Aurelia plant and, um, our subcontract manufacturers, so our wholesale manufacturers, like what you do. And, um, so I, that's, I got to learn and I became part of the BC Sign Association. So I was, I was becoming a very big sign cheerleader and learning all I could. And that, that's, how, that's how this role really evolved. Then um, we realized that uh, we needed some better direction in the West. So I took that on and um, yeah. And so here we are, our main, our, our office in Western Canada is in Surrey, BC. So I travel there. Uh, once or twice a month. Uh, and we have people in Calgary and, but we service all of Western Canada. So that's, that's what I do. And I mean, I lead a team of about 20 people and uh, I work with a whole leadership team and they're a great bunch of people. So um, yeah, that's, that's how I got to be where sitting right here. <laughs> and so you mentioned something and I think it's good to share because in our group and podcast listeners, alike and whether it's sign industry or business industry um struggles and learning curves happen right at different growths in companies and so just so that people can kind of understand Pattison group um sign group and your role can you tell us like um as a company how big Pattison sign group is sure. and then like you said I know you mentioned managing 20 but maybe that western part um again just so that small sign companies or even larger can kind of um, wrap their brain around what all happens in that industry. Absolutely. I, I, I we're at between 400 and 500 people. Um, our main, our head office is in, in Toronto. Um, so we have a central region, which is our Toronto office. And then we have a large plant in Aurelia, Ontario. Uh, we have sales offices then in Ottawa and Montreal. 
Um, and then we have an, another one of our, our, it's our Eastern region is in Edmonston, New Brunswick. Um, and so there's a big office there with project managers and, and finance people. And then they have a very large plant as well. Um, and that's where all our R&D takes place is in Edmonston. And then we have a US portion as well. So we have a, a sales office in Knoxville. Um, we have some remote salespeople throughout the U.S., but the main office is in Knoxville, and then we have a plant in Heath Springs, uh, South Carolina, as well. So we're we're a nice and diverse company that way, but we're kind of heavy over in the east. So the west, uh, what we call the western region, what I take care of is the um, is Ontario West, so Manitoba, Saskatchewan, uh, Alberta, and BC. Okay. And also, I know another hot topic that happens a lot, and since you, A, made a very good point, which I appreciate, is, you know, people trip in to this industry. You know, they don't, they didn't seek out a signed job. It made me laugh when you said newspaper, because I'm like, how many years ago was that? Right. But, um, so they do, and then there is great upward mobility in sign companies. Um, and so let's talk about that just for a second of advice that you have for someone maybe who is either listening, who is just joining a sign company. Maybe they're just the customer, not just, but maybe they're the main customer service person for their sign company and, you know, or maybe their sales or production moving up. Can you kind of give some advice on that? Yeah, learn as much as you can. And, um, don't just stick in your silo. When I was in that, I think that's how I benefited is because I wanted to learn all the different facets. And what really connected me to the rest of the company was um, hooking up with somebody in our Toronto office by the phone, just by fluke, and just asking a bunch of questions and how it ran there. And um, we have a continuous improvement we're, we're, we're very large. So we have those types of departments. But in a smaller company, I would just say just learn what your bookkeeper does learn understand the invoicing end of it, because from a customer service point of view, that's it, that's huge to understand how invoices go out and that sort of thing. And then understand, you know, the install. If you if you know how things you know the it's not just they arrive on site and put us like hanging a picture it's not like that at all and I think that's huge for project managers to understand is what actually happens at an install. Um, so my my advice is to just learn everything that you can about what you're doing, but what the other people around you are doing. And um, so many people, especially in this industry, and I think that's why there's good upward mobility, is they want to teach people. Um, when I came in, and, and still we see it in, in our plants, is we have an older demographic of, of men, generally, uh, working in the plants. So we're losing that skilled labor. So we need to draw that information out because, for example, I have a, a gentleman that works for us in Vancouver. He's our installation coordinator. When he retires, and that's going to be in the next five years, we are losing a ton of knowledge that he brings. He can go to an install and troubleshoot something instantaneously, and I don't have that knowledge. So I'm, I might have to go out and, and you know, jump right. in the truck with him. But you know, and that's the we need to be grabbing that that information. We don't have, um, you know, PMP courses are great. They're, they're great, they're, you know, they're long and they're expensive. And if you're in the sign industry, how much of that really applies to what we do? 
not a ton. So I'm like, I'm, I would really like to see us get our own education, see that in, in colleges and trade schools so that there's installation courses, there's project management. So it's more, you know, turnkey and, and more holistic so that you, it's a whole industry in its own. It's, it's separate from construction, but we work with construction, that kind of thing. Absolutely. And that's the same thing that I have found very beneficial for me because when I joined, um, you know, my husband after buying a company, I, I mean, I was an x-ray tech. I didn't know about signs. I knew about bones, you know? <laughs> and um, so, but like you said, it is, um, you know, finding somebody nearby that you can trust, you know, go to their fabrication shop. Yeah see what things are, see what they're called, you know, go and watch. I mean, we, we have in the past required our sales um, team to go and watch their own installs from a distance and then join on site because, you know, the more, you know, as you indicated, then the better you can sell it, the better you can problem solve it and, and the better you can service the clients. And at the end of the day, that's what we're all here to do is to provide a great product you know, for our clients. Exactly. And to educate them too. I mean, how we've all, I think this is, we can all say we get phone calls from those, the companies or the mom and pop shops where they're like, hi, we're opening next week and we would like a sign. And so to educate people on the fact that you can't, you know, if it was just a one channel letter thing, maybe they could do it, but to understand that there's permits. You know, people don't understand that you need you need the city to say you're okay to have that, and and to understand that. Um, and right now, and, and we're, we'll talk about this, I'm sure. But like freight, I mean, this is a huge deal right now. Is how much we're paying for freight and having to pass that along to the customer. It's it's um, it's interesting times for sure. But yeah, educating. Um, if you can get with, go to a fab shop, if you can go to um, an install, that's, it's pictures, seeing it in motion is worth so much. Absolutely. And so as um, we've indicated you, you know, moving up within the Patterson Sign Group family, you know, your role in communication and leadership styles, um, you know, with a size of a company, you know, overall four to 500, but maybe as you were moving up, you know, different team sizes, how have you found in our kind of construction slash sign trade industry communicating you know across that spectrum women men experience non-experience what have you found successful um and we got to throw in there geography because we've been doing this i mean covid we were doing it remotely but prior to that i was doing it remotely because western canada is huge it's huge it takes you know to drive across British Columbia, just right across Alberta is a 12 hour thing. So you have to, you know, my communication style, it's always been over, over, over communicate. Um, and then, you know, the leadership end is opening, asking those open-ended questions um, and soliciting the feedback from your team. I've so many times I'm focused on getting something done and how I would do it. And if I open it up to questions from the group or comments, you somebody else has a better idea. 
And that's the idea is to surround myself with people who who can do this all better than I can. And I'll just I'll just herd the cats, basically. And I'll just be that conduit between either a customer, a salesperson and and our and our group, our project managers or our you know operations group. Um, so it, it's been I know people complain about having so many, you know, Zoom fatigue in so many meetings. I can't. If an email chain goes more than three times back and forth, then it should have been a meeting because you're wasting the same amount of time. So I'm I'm about to take the 15 minutes and get around a table, a virtual table, whatever that is, and, and have, have that conversation. So it's about making sure that everybody feels heard. I have one-on-ones with my people. It's a 15-minute chat. We chat about the same things. There's a little water cooler stuff in there, you know, of course, um, because we are mostly remote too. So you want to make sure everybody feels connected. Um, and then what I do is I, it's my job to take the, the messages from the mothership or the head office and bring them bring them to the group so that everybody is singing from the same songbook. So, uh, and everyone understands the goal. I mean, the goal at the end of the day, it's, you know, yes, we need to make money, but we know that it's customer service excellence because once you have that, everything else just falls into place. So um, that that's, it's my communication leadership style is to over communicate and make sure that everyone is, is has the customer's needs at the top of mind. It's, you know, you got to take your ego out. I've seen it where, where technical designers are insistent that this is the way a sign has to be put on a wall. And I have install people saying, we just can't do that in this, you know, and it's a back and forth. It's a back and forth. And it's like, well, we're not, you know, no one's going to win. The customer needs to win. So we need to figure out a way to do this. So, yeah, so just just communication, just open com communication and transparency. That's a huge one for me. Absolutely. And then if we focus in on just an aspect of communication as being a woman in the industry and moving up, um, you know, have you witnessed um, any challenges uh, that maybe team members or yourself or other ladies with you also being a part of the sign um, industry um, in Canada um, that, that you could give advice or suggestions on if women kind of have those issues in their workplace? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Uh, for me, you know, I've always asked a lot of questions and I, my advice is to ask a lot of questions and do that unapologetically. Don't, don't apologize. Don't say, I'm sorry, I don't know this, you know, just ask your questions because as I've learned, and especially getting older, I think that's a big thing. I think when we're, when, as women, when we're younger, we, you know, we shy away from asking questions because we don't want to show our insecurities or our lack of knowledge or, you know, that sort of thing. And it's not about that. This is how you learn. And, and so um, when I came into the industry, I mean, <laughs> I was, I was an observer as an observer for the first three or four years where I, I watched how it went and I hated how I would call some subs, some installers repeatedly and not get a reply. And I would say to my male coworker, can you call them? Because they'll answer the phone and they, and that would happen and that would happen. And so it was my, um, as soon as I had a title, that would with a manager with manager in it 
I really, I was the one, I, I would say flatly, I'm the one you need to talk to. So you need to answer your phone. I'm the, I'm the one making sure you get paid. And when I, uh, my first job was at a, at a hardware store when I was 17, 18 and people, and it was mostly men, but women did this too, but they would phone and they would, they wouldn't even ask for the paint department or the, or hardware. They would be like, can we speak to a man, please? And so, I mean, we've been doing this our whole lives and it's just, you know, I, to me, it's just, don't, don't be afraid to ask the questions and don't be sorry that you're asking them because everyone has them. Everyone's asking them. If you're sitting around a table and somebody says something that tweaks you, like you've never heard that term before. And in the sign industry, everything has two names. So you know that. And so it, it's just, don't be afraid to ask questions. Ask what that means. Say, I don't know. I've never heard of that before. Well, and I think one of the good points is, is what we were talking about early on in the episode is educating yourself. Because like you mentioned, when you're young and new to the industry, you, you are less likely to speak up because you are afraid of either sounding silly or not knowing something. And so while we have to, you know, I don't want to use the word demand because it sounds very um, strong. But while we do have to request, you know, that respect of, like you said, if you're calling us up, call me back. We also have to do our part, men, women alike, to educate ourselves in any industry that we're going into so that we can be taken serious, that we do understand. So it is a um, mutually beneficial thing just to educate ourselves. But like you said, when someone isn't calling someone back or having a conversation because there is a presumption that you're a lady you don't know, you know, that's a real problem in our industry. Mm -hmm. And I haven't seen it lately. Honestly, this was, this was, and, and I, I can, you can feel it. It's palpable. You can feel, and with more women, I, I think the women in leadership that happened in Vegas in 2019 was really the explosion. It was really the catalyst for the movement of the women who are in the industry are like, okay, we're, we're being heard, mm -hmm. or at least we're not alone. And so I think there's a bit more of, um, uh, more of a, I don't know, you feel, you feel, I, the word that keeps coming to my head is you feel more confident. You just can feel more confident about what you're doing because you know you're not alone. Yes. And I, um, I know I missed you because you were supposed to be able yeah, to attend. But when we were at our recent ISA, you know, in Atlanta, I was able to attend the women leading industry and they had a great speaker. Um, um, and, you know, her book is called Step into Moxie. And after listening and listening to the panel, I immediately like bought it on Amazon that day. It shipped like the next day. And um, it is just wonderful for exactly what you're talking about is learning what your voice is um, and educating yourself and having the courage and to take those negative thoughts that we all put in our head from one way or another and just kind of toss them out of the way um, and then just go forth in what our strengths and abilities are. And one of the things that Lori, um, you know, president of ISA said at that event was when the 
awards we're giving out to women in signs um, on the trade show floor, multiple women said, for the first time I have been seen. And she brought that to the group and just said it was so interesting that the same words were used for multiple different women. So I think it goes to exactly what you're talking about. Uh, you can feel the change and you can kind of feel the respect. And I think we all just have to keep working together, men and women alike, just to elevate our industry. Exactly. Yep. And so I know we had talked about just in general, because it's a good segue into the celebration of women and what that looks like on a corporate uh, company level. If you want to share a little bit about maybe what your company has done to celebrate women um, in Canada in general, maybe that would be wonderful just for us to kind of learn. And maybe we can say, take some pointers for some of our um, companies. Sure. Uh, the big thing uh, that Patterson Sign Groom has done is institute uh, equity, diversity, and inclusion uh, councils in each of our regions. Um, and then during the uh, Women's History Month, which was in um, April, <laughs> I can't remember. Uh, March. It was March because March eighth is International Women's Day, so it was March. Um, and so we we did a lot of celebrating the women who work in our company uh, right across the board. And um, we we've been very fortunate that uh, well, it's always been male dominated. It has the company. Uh, we have had women in higher level positions. So when I started, our director of operations for our central regions uh, was Kim Brumwell. And she she's a she knows so much about manufacturing and that's who I got to, you know, glean a lot of stuff from and to see how she navigated in the world. And that's a really good thing that we do at Patterson is we hold up the other women. There doesn't, there isn't competition we're not you know we're not fighting for roles we're not and we're not fighting to get around a table built by men either we're trying to carve out our own our mm -hmm. own paths and our own ways of doing things but the edi councils really help educate everybody on on why it's important to um to elevate women and especially now i think manufacturing you know we're seeing this um, what did corinne call it a, a she session with you know prior to covid we were gearing up to have a bunch of women come into the manufacturing industry and then with them having to stay at home because of childcare or, or what have you, or elderly care, that kind of thing. It's just taken a dip again. So we have to um, really lift the women up who are, who have been doing this for a long time so that women who are looking for non-traditional roles, meaning, when you leave high school, you're not going into nursing, you may not be going to be a teacher, you know, um, you want to do a trade. This is a really viable industry and it is so uh, faceted, it's multifaceted. You're not just welding, you could become the lead hand of welding and then run a sign shop. You could become that, you know, the plant manager kind of thing. So we're, we like to, um, we don't do anything specifically just for women because of the inclusion, but we're very much, um, I'm, you know, part of the Sign Association of Canada and the Breaking Barriers. And, you know, I invite everybody to go and, you know, participate in the, the Breaking Barriers, anything that they've got going on, like the webinars. And so, you know, I can, I can 
I can lure a lot of people from the company to go and do that. So it's just banging the drum really loud for the women that are. So now we have three directors, four directors that are at the executive leadership level that are women. So we're really starting to make it um, more visible. Uh, and our, we just did a, um, uh, took a poll or they, they our, our human resources department had a look and our Toronto office is almost 50-50 men and women. Hmm. So that's, that's interesting, but that's office. So that's sales and graphic designers, finance people, that sort of thing. Our plants are still very, um, skewed like 60 to 40 or 70 to 30. Um, but it's better than it was when I started, when I right. started, there was no women on the plant. There was two in the vinyl department there, you know, they were, or they were, and you know, when I left or when we closed the plant, we had women welders, you know, female welders, we had female in the, you know, higher up positions in the plant. So I think it's just, it's just natural. The, the pool to draw skilled labor from, as we keep talking about, is getting smaller and smaller. So it's inevitable Absolutely. that it's going to have, we're going to have women doing these things. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and it really does take while small companies in general, right? You know, I know for us, at times it feels like we'll take anybody, right? Because yeah. it's like, you just have to get a person in there. And, oh, you want to learn science? We're going to train you, you know, but like, as your, as your company gets bigger and bigger, you know, you want to be able to encourage and, and, and move up and, um, you know, help men, men and women alike, you know, train up and be that next generation for our sign industry. And so it's really good to see a large company, you know, such as Patterson Sign Group, really making an effort to showcase and train and, and include women in all of those, you know, facets as they move along. Um, and I know you mentioned breaking barriers. So let's talk about that because I know that is a passion for you. And I've actually had a chance to talk to um, several women that's in breaking barriers as well. And so it's a great group. Um, and I know you also started a podcast as well. So that's what we also have in common. So yeah, let's just kind of educate um, everyone on what Breaking Barriers is and um, its purpose. Sure. Well, after Women in Leadership uh, at ISA in 2019, um, we were kind of brewing. Uh, there was a couple of us, myself, Carrie Eady, and, um, and the Sign Association. There was a couple of people at the time um, talking about a woman's committee, like something that would be female-based. Uh, Susan Svitelis from Sloan LED, um, she had already had this underway with um, a French presentation she was doing at the Quebec uh, sign show. And so we attended that as part of, uh, like I was there. And then after that, it was like, yeah, we're going to do something at our sign expo. So this is a Canadian sign expo that Sign Association of Canada does. And I believe that when we started, we hadn't, it was a task force to do this event and we didn't really think about the longevity at the time. It was just increasing the visibility. Um, so we did this event. We had five women, four or five women on a panel, and it was very well, it was standing room only in the, it was, it went off really, really well. And um, then we decided we had to keep it going. And so Corinne Eaton, 
from the Sign Association Canada because January 2020 is really when she started. And then of course COVID hit and we benefited from that in that we could do webinars and it really, it really made us a better cohesive unit. And really we had, we were able to make it a, not just a committee, but a, a, its own living, breathing thing. And so we have a value, we have a, what is it, a mission statement, like we have these, you know, things that we're working towards. And yes, we've just started a mentorship program. It's a pilot program. Um, we just had our first meeting yesterday with the mentees and the mentors. And it's very exciting. In fact, I'm just looking at our little our little book here that shows it's our little mentoring book. And so Corinne has put a lot into this and um, it's exciting because there are a lot of young women. Um, there's a couple that are in sales and they're like, I really want to know more about operations and I really want to know. And so um, also it can be daunting when you're the only woman in the office or in the, in the sign company, it can be daunting and you don't know how to do it. And as women, we don't tend to ask for what we want. And so this Breaking Barriers is a group of women saying, we've done this, we've asked for it, and we've got it. And so that's all you, that's, you know, we'll teach you how. And that's, and that's what we're doing. So um, initially, I think we were really trying to um, just shine a light on the sign industry because it is a great industry um, so that women could see it as a viable career option. And, and now it's a, you know, it, yes, I think with sign manufacturing day, we're really going to also up that as well and, and throw a breaking barrier spin on it in Canada anyways. And then, um, and now it's just, it's evolved because so many women in the industry already are like, we, we would like to know more about this and how, how we can benefit. So yeah, I, I love it. And the women that we started this, so it's Susan and Carrie Eady from Gemini. I'm sure these are the women that you met up with and Corinne Eaton. These, they're Krista Edwards. Uh, they're so smart, so talented, and we're very lucky to have them. And they are champions for this industry, for sure. Absolutely, yes. And so you can definitely uh, check out Nikki B's podcast. Um, also, I know I found it on Spotify and um, Breaking Barriers, the podcast, um, just to kind of stay in the loop with um you know, women in industry and industry and business in general. So um, I thank you for sharing on that. And then just, um, you know, even though like my podcast and yours and um, in general, you know, different events, you know, it does focus on, you know, women, right? Training women, um, uplifting women. You know, one of the things that I did appreciate while attending um, the women leading industry at the ISA was that there was a lot of men in the room, right? And they said, you know, I was fortunate enough to sit with a table that they, a, a gentleman was the owner and there was four of his ladies from different uh, purchasing and project managing and different roles there, you know, and they're in a company of 60 and, you know, they, they want to know how to better train, better communicate, better involvement. You know, what tips can you give to the men in general leading any business, you know, not even just the sign industry that maybe you guys have discussed in some of your um, task force meetings that could benefit, 
you know, them moving forward in, in the half part of this year and into the next year? Um, I would say is, is just keep your eyes and ears open. Um, you know, you might have somebody who is, who is, you, we don't even know our unconscious biases. We, that's why they're unconscious. So, so, and men are, are realizing now that this is something that, that they do and they, it's not conscious at all, but they, they kind of flock together and they have their inside jokes and stuff. It's just making it more open and more um, friendly towards the women and just making it an atmosphere where people can share just, you know, and to, and to feel comfortable and then to draw out that, you know, to solicit that from them and to draw out their ideas and to, and to listen to what they have to say and, um, and find out what they're interested in. So just putting in a little, a little effort that way, um, just to find out about your female employees and, and what they want to do. And, um, and then, uh, I mean, we're, we're pretty lucky. I don't know. We the whole gender thing is is starting to become kind of a non-issue. Um, but then, I, when you go to the plant floor, mm-hmm. it might be. And so I'm not on the plant floor all the time. So so to our plant managers and to our lead hands, it's like you know, keep your eyes open for that and for the things that just keep happening that you might not even be noticing because it's just so innate in what you do. So um, you know and to call out the the things that aren't right if if a woman isn't being you know promoted or if she's being talked to as if you know she's a lesser than than a than a male and call it out you know don't be afraid to do that absolutely absolutely and in the big scheme of things you know it is nothing but i i would um, call it partnership bliss per se you know when you've got that equal, you know, amazing attributes that women bring and knowledge and sometimes emotions and different Mm -hmm. things, you know, to any partnership in a business. And the same thing with the men, you know, some of their amazing traits and God gift abilities, you know, when you can put them together in a forward motion for any business, I mean, win-win, right? You know, so like you said, just being cognizant of it and paying attention, we can all grow you know, any of our businesses across any platforms by just celebrating our uniquely differences that make our talent shine. Exactly. Exactly. Couldn't have said it better, Wendy. Well, thank you. (laughs) And so um, as we close, most of my listeners know that I love our rapid fire questions with our guests because they don't know about them. So it catches them a little off guard. And I had two questions this morning that I was like, oh, these are perfect for Nikki B. And I think she agreed. So we're going to jump right in to the first rapid fire question. And it is, if you had a book, what would this chapter in your life be called? Oh, that is a good one. Um, I think progress, not perfection. Um, it just because the podcast and you must feel this too, it took a lot to get off the ground and I was so worried about it not being perfect. And, and I wasn't even thinking of it like that, but once I realized what was holding me back, it was, it's not going to be perfect. I'm going to say, um, this person's going to cough. This is the, 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 whatever. It's not going to be perfect, but I, I am frozen in, in action if I don't 
move forward. So let's just get something going. And I think that that's actually kind of my motto right now. It's like just progress, not perfection. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good one. I love it. I mean, you are a hundred percent correct. And um, I know when we were talking pre-taping, I had told you I was so excited when I was listening to yours and you shouted out my podcast and I was like, oh my gosh, but you're correct. I mean, it is very unnerving and it goes back to a hundred percent of what we talked about at the beginning. It is very scary to do something new that you may not think you're equipped to do and to put yourself out there. Um, and I know I had talked about the book prior, you know, the step um, into Moxie and it's like my new favorite book, but it is one of those things. You just, you know, none of us are perfect. You just do your best. And I think it's something fun that you're doing and it's something that I'm doing. And hopefully our listeners can, um, understand that and be kind like you said when someone says something or you know it's not perfect and take away content and real practical applications that they can use um, in their everyday life and so I think that is a great book chapter because that's I'm right there with you can we share it can we share yes. the name <laughs> yes absolutely we can <laughs> that's wonderful and then the other question is what is the best and worst thing you think about being a female? Oh, um, oh. The best thing is, um, oh, wow. I don't know. Oh, that's a hard one. I think that we, that we're, we have these innate maternal instincts. I think that they're not just for children and they're not just for pets. They're for everybody that we have a nurturing um, that's innate in us. And I think that is something that we're very, very lucky to have. I think it makes us, you know, a little bit, a little bit better than the men. Um, uh, and, and the worst, the worst thing is, um, you know, I, I can't help but think about what's going on in the states right now you know in the southern states and, and for you know this attack on women's bodies by people who aren't women and I'm so to me the worst part is having to for us to still have to climb out of this this hole or this 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 thing to become equals with men real equals um and so that is is the worst part but at the same time we you know i don't know if this is the fifth wave of feminism but this is what's going to happen now and as long as we're all together and we're all all of us you know all you know people of women of color you know and and white women and and all all trans women all the women as long as we're together to to stand up to this um this kind of thing i think that's you know that that will be good but that is probably the worst thing right now is to me having it feels like you can't do anything you know having laws against your own body and that's not fair you're right you're right it's definitely it has its good and it's bad and i think that you know the more that all women can band together and be supported by all men you know it's just yes it would be the utopia of the world right yes it would. <laughs> yes we, it we would. have goals nikki b we have goals that's right you gotta reach for something <laughs> 
Yeah, exactly. Well, again, I want to thank you so much for being on uh, the Wise Wednesdays podcast and well, sharing you. some of your wisdom and knowledge and years of experience. And again, um, uh, Nikki B is now the director of operations. So <laughs> I'm so glad that that got corrected of the Western Canada at Patterson Sign Group. And um, tune in next time for another episode of the bi-weekly podcast, Wise Wednesdays.